Welcome everyone to Beaches Chapel Church Online. We're happy to be joining you in your homes this morning. Um, we have uh, some announcements to get to and then we're gonna dive right into our sermon for today. Um, not to sound like a broken record, but our announcements really are that the campus is, is shut down right now uh, for you know, at least a little bit longer. And I just want to say, uh, I know a lot of people have been asking, when are we returning? When are we getting back to church? Uh, now that we're in May and things are starting to open up again around Jacksonville and even the country. And I just want to say, we are working diligently to that end. We, trust me, we want to get back with everybody on Sunday mornings. As much as I like preaching to a camera, I like preaching to people a whole lot more. And so just be patient with us. Trust us that we're, we're making the right decisions and we will let you know as soon as humanly possible when we are gonna be meeting together again. In the meantime, uh, follow us on social media. On Facebook, we have our church account, Beaches Chapel Church. We have our school account, Beaches Chapel School, along with Beaches Chapel Worship, our student ministry, our, our fun zone. All of that is on Facebook as well as Instagram. So you can stay plugged in that way um, as well. We're putting out daily devotionals, every day, both on social media and our app. So we are putting content out there. And uh, again, if you have any questions, any concerns, uh, you, can, you can call us. We're gonna be back in our offices this week from 10 a.m. to 2 p.m. Our, our, our office is opening up again. So you can call us uh, and, and just kind of, you know, ask us what, what might be on your mind. Also, if you have any prayer requests, you can call us 904-241-4211 or you can email us at info at beacheschapel.com. But uh, trust me when I say this, we miss y'all and we are ready to get back to church and we will let you know when that is happening as soon as humanly possible. I also wanna let you know that we are, you can continue to tithe and give your offerings through our app and our website. Just go to beacheschapel.com and click on the giving tab and it'll instruct you from there. Or if you like to write a check or give a cash tithe or cash offering, you can drive up to the church office. There's a box right outside our church office door. Drop it in there, it's a locked box and our business office will collect those at the end of every work day. So as we, as we begin to uh, get into our sermon, why don't we first pray over our tithes and our offerings for this week? Father, thank you so much, Jesus, for the opportunity that we have to give to you, to give back to you, Lord. What an honor it is to do that, Father. Uh, we love giving gifts to our loved ones, to our friends, how much more so to you, God. And so we give these tithes to you, Father. We give these offerings to you, God, and we ask that you would do more with them than we could ever imagine. Father, we pray, Jesus, for those that are struggling financially right now, that have been furloughed, have been laid off of God. Um, God, I pray, Jesus, that you would be uh, our provider in this season now more than ever, that you would give us this day our daily bread, Father. Thank you for that, Jesus, that no job or anything like that supplies our needs. You supply our needs, Father. And we just speak that uh, out right now in Jesus' name, that you would provide the needs of your people right now. We stand in confidence of that and we ask it of you, Jesus. In Jesus' name we pray. Amen. Amen. So we're going to continue our series this morning on the Beatitudes. It's been a lot of fun to, to kind of dig into these and, and kind of see what, what Jesus is saying in this Sermon on the Mount found in Matthew chapter 5. If you missed last week's, uh, our student ministry director, Jason Trent, gave an awesome sermon Unblessed are those who hunger and thirst for righteousness for they will be filled. Uh, I encourage you to go back and listen to that if you haven't. Uh, he, he made the point, you know, during this quarantine, what have you been hungering and thirsting for? And um, I don't know about any of y'all, but I have had an, an incredible, crazy sweet tooth. That's what I've been hungering and thirsting for uh, these last few weeks to the point where uh, this past week, literally 
Two days ago, I took two of my daughters and we drove, we passed four donut shops. We passed four different ones to get to the donut shop off University Boulevard. Drove 30 minutes out there and got ourselves a dozen donuts and chowed down on them. Uh, not all of them, we shared them with people, but uh, that's what I've been hungering and thirsting for during this quarantine is sweets. So hearing Jason talk about hungering and thirsting for the Lord was something that I really needed to hear. So again, if you missed that, it's on our website. You can go check that out. Today, we are going to be talking out of Matthew uh, 5, verse 7. That is the foundation. That is the basis of our sermon today. And Jesus says this. This is the next beatitude that he gives. Blessed are the merciful, for they will be shown mercy. You know, the latter part of that beatitude is awesome. Wow, we're going to be shown mercy. But the first part of that beatitude is a little harder. Blessed are the merciful. And that's really what we're going to be looking at today. We're going to look in the mirror. We're going to look at ourselves and ask the question, are we merciful? And it's challenging, but it's good because in that, again, is a promise. We are blessed if we are merciful because we will be shown mercy. And, uh, you know, how many of us need to be shown mercy? I think we can all raise our hands and say, yes, I need to be shown mercy. So this is an important one. And so let's look now, we're gonna to turn to Matthew chapter 18. There's a great scene here, a great story that talks about mercy. And we're gonna really dive into this and examine what Jesus is talking about in this story. But before we do, it's set up by Peter, the disciple uh, Peter. And he asked Jesus this question. And, and it's, it's just, it's an awesome question, especially that it comes from Peter. And so let's, let's talk about this first. It's in Matthew chapter 18, verse 21. It says, then Peter came to Jesus and asked, Lord, how many times shall I forgive my brother or sister who sins against me? Up to seven times? And so let's just pause right there and understand what Peter is doing. Because Peter is asking Jesus a question that already has an answer. Okay, you see, because back in those times, the, the Jewish understanding of, of coming from the church was that you were to forgive someone three times, all right? A very significant number in the Bible. So the church already has a standard, all right? You forgive someone three times. That is what is known in the Jewish community, right? And so what Peter, gotta love Peter, right? What he is doing in this moment is he is trying to show out for Jesus. He's trying to show off. And, and, and I kind of picture it like this. Peter comes to Jesus and there's always a crowd. Listen, if Jesus is around, there's a crowd, right? And I think Peter's going to Jesus and he's saying out loud, kind of more talking to the people than he is to Jesus. He goes, Jesus, how many times should we forgive someone? Seven times? And I think what Peter's doing here is he's really, you know, saying, wow, check this out. This is how, this is how awesome I am. I'm willing to forgive someone, not three times. You know what, let's double that. Six times. You know what? That's not enough. Let's even add another one. Just let's put that cherry on top and add an extra forgiveness there. And let's just say seven. Aren't I awesome, Jesus, that I am willing to forgive someone seven times? Can I, can I get a pat on the back, Jesus, for being this awesome disciple of yours? That I would be willing to forgive someone seven times? I mean, that's really kind of what, what Peter's imagining here as he gives this number to Jesus. I'm willing to forgive seven times. Wow. And so that's the expectation. But just like Jesus always does, he kind of he throws the brick through the expectation window, so to speak, and rewrites the narrative on forgiveness here with his answer. And this is what Jesus says, starting in verse 22. It says, Jesus answered, I tell you, not seven times, but 77 times. Other versions say 70 times seven. 
Okay, and really, you know, we can get caught up in the math there if we want and take this very literally. But what Jesus is saying here is, look, there's no number. There is no number, all right? You, you, we, don't, we don't count. We, we throw away the calculator when it comes to forgiving people, which, oh my goodness, oh my goodness, that can be challenging because what, what do we say, you know, First time, shame on, shame on you. Second time, shame on me or whatever it is, you know? And, and we, we like to, to give people a limit to how much they can hurt us. Now, let me say this before we go any further. There's a difference between forgiving people and then fully trusting them, right? You know, so we, we have to make that distinction here. If someone continues to do the same thing over to you, you can forgive them. That does not mean that you have to again, trust them with your bank account, okay? So let's be clear on that first, all right? That's not what I'm saying here. But when it comes to showing people mercy, all right, when it comes to people showing mercy, just think about how much Jesus shows us mercy. And that's what he's saying here. Look, let's not put a number on it because that's not what it's about. That's not what it's about. So then he continues on in verse 23 and he says, this is where he switches. So he's answered Peter's question, but he's gonna go even further and answer the question more with a parable, with this story. He says, therefore, the kingdom of heaven is like, okay, just let's, before we go any further, okay, let's, before we go any further, let's just, let's just consider this. The kingdom of heaven is like, and this is a very important opening to this story because we've seen Jesus in the Beatitudes open with what? Blessed are the poor in spirit for theirs is the kingdom of heaven, all right? So the kingdom of heaven has been promised to those who are poor in spirit, but Here's what he's saying the kingdom of heaven is like, okay? So he's like, okay, you want the kingdom of heaven? Here's what it is like. Okay, so that's just kind of a little side nugget there. That thing is really cool because we have all these ideas of the kingdom of heaven. He's saying, this is what the kingdom of heaven is like, okay? It says, the, king, the, the kingdom of heaven is like a king who wanted to settle accounts with his servants. As he began the settlement, a man who owed him 10,000 bags of gold was brought to him. Since he was not able to pay the master, uh, ordered that he and his wife and his children and all that he had be sold to repay the debt. At this, the servant fell on his knees before him. Be patient with me, he begged, and I will pay back everything. The servant's master took pity on him, canceled the debt, and let him go. Okay, so let's kind of examine what's happening here as Jesus is telling this story about a man who's in debt to a king, okay? Let's look at what the debt is first. It says that the man owed the king 10,000 bags of gold. That would be equivalent today to anywhere between 12 million and $1 billion, okay? So this, what, what Jesus is saying here by this amount is this is an unpayable debt. There is no way that this guy is ever going to be able to pay this, this debt off. It is insurmountable. It is too much. It is too much for him ever to pay back. And there's, th this is going back to Peter's original question about how many times do we forgive? And he says, look, let's, let's, not, let's consider first our own debt. Okay, let's consider our own debt. And our own debt that we have to the king is a debt that is so big that we could never pay it back. Okay, it is insurmountable with 10,000 bags of gold. When, when Jesus gives this amount, you, you, you have to picture that people are laughing as he's telling this story. Like, are you kidding me? This guy's done for. 10,000 bags of gold, we can't dream of that. And today, the only way we could dream of paying that off is if we win the lottery. Well, there's no lottery back then. All right, they're done. And, and, and you have to also wonder how in the world did this servant even accrue this amount of debt? What could he have possibly done? How stupid could he have been? 
how reckless could he have been to accumulate this sort of debt, okay? Now let's just consider that for a second. The recklessness that this servant had to accrue this amount of debt. 10,000 bags of gold, crazy amount, right? And, you know, we love, we love to keep tabs on all the wrongdoings that people have done to us. What Jesus is saying here, he's saying that your wrongdoings, that you have the sin that you have in your life, it can't be counted. It's insurmountable. It's 10,000 bags of gold worth, okay? That, that's kind of what he is starting this whole thing with. So as we like to write this list of all these things that people have done to us, right? We Oh, okay, that's just another thing. Let's put it down on a piece of paper. This is what they've done again to me. Let's first consider how many bags of gold we owe Jesus. You know, the debt that we've accrued, the, the recklessness that we've had towards him first, right? Because once we start thinking about that, it, uh, the picture gets a little different, right? It gets a little different. And then go, he goes on to say, this, this, this man who's uh, the servant to the king, he says this, he says, be patient with me, right? That's what he says, be patient with me. And I love this, Charles Spurgeon says this. He says, many a poor sinner is very rich in resolutions. He says, this servant debtor thought he only needed patience, but indeed he needed forgiveness, all right? So what he's thinking is just, if you just give me more time, king, just give me more time and I will make it up to you. And you know, a lot of times we confuse our walk with the Lord with that, you know, rather than saying, just give me mercy, forgive me. We say, God, I just need more time. If you just give me more time, I can figure this out. Well, the truth is we can't, we can't figure it out. We can't pay back the 10,000 bags of gold. So we need to stop considering that we need more time and understand that what we really need is forgiveness. Then he goes on to say, I will pay back everything. Hmm. How foolish of a thought to think that he can pay back this debt. Again, it's an, it's an unpayable debt. The amount is too much. And there's no way that this guy as a servant to the king can ever make the amount of money that it's going to take to pay him off. He just can't do it. There's not enough time in the day. There's not enough time in his life to ever pay this back. And here's something that we need to consider as we talk about showing mercy to other people. And this is so important. In order for us to show mercy to other people, we have to come to an understanding that there's nothing that we can do to pay off the debt that God has, has, has canceled for us, all right? There's no time and there's no, there's no amount of money that we can, we can collect in our life, that we can earn in our life that is ever gonna be enough to pay us back. We have to get to a place where we realize that we can't pay it back. We can't pay back the debt that Jesus has canceled for us. But until we get to that place, it is so much harder to show people mercy. Because once we realize, look, I'm in the same boat as you. There's nothing that I can do. God has just canceled the debt. There's nothing that I can do. Then we realize you know, where we're at in this whole scheme of things. And then we can show other people mercy. But until we understand our helplessness and all this, it's really hard. It's really hard to show other people mercy because we are still in that understanding that, hey, I can do it. You know, I can, I can work this way and I can, I can do this and I'll be good in my own strength. I can do it. But those of us that, that you know, have walked with the Lord for a while and we realize, look, we can't do anything in our own strength. 
We can't do it. We're helpless in all this. We just need, we just need that forgiveness. We don't need more time. We don't need more money, all right? We don't need to, to accomplish this, that, and the other. We just need forgiveness. When we can get to that place with the Lord, then we can start looking at other people and that's when we can start showing them mercy. But this whole thing starts with us and God first, not with us and other people first. And so we all need to get to that, that place where we realize, God, I can't ever pay it back. I can't ever pay it back. This guy thought that he could, but he couldn't. All right, let's keep going. Verse 28. But when that servant went out, oh, it, you know, it goes on to say that, that the king canceled the debt, right? He canceled the debt. It says, but when that servant went out, he found one of his fellow servants who owed him a hundred silver coins. He grabbed him and he began to choke him. Pay back what you owe me, he demanded. His fellow servant fell to his knees and begged him, be patient with me and I will pay it back. But he refused. Instead, he went off and had the man thrown into prison until he could pay the debt. When the other servants saw that he had, what had happened, they were outraged and went and told their master everything that had happened. Then the master called the servant in. You wicked servant, he said. I canceled all that debt of yours because you begged me to. Shouldn't you have had mercy on your fellow servant just as I had on you? In anger, his master handed him over to the jailers to be tortured until he should pay back all he owed. Okay, so we see here this, this total different reaction between the servant and the guy that owed him versus the king and the servant, all right? And it's so important for us to understand how the king canceled this servant's debt, all right? He canceled his debt. He didn't give him more time, all right? He didn't, he didn't lower the interest rate, right? He canceled it. He wiped it out. It was done. It was over. This, this should cause great celebration, right? Great relief. 10,000 bags of gold between 12 million and a billion dollars worth of debt. Gone like that. Hallelujah. Thank you, Jesus. But what we see here is this man goes in, and I love, listen, the words that Jesus used here in this story are so, are, are important here. It says that he, you know, when he found this other guy that owed him what? A hundred silver coins, okay? 10,000 bags of gold, a hundred silver coins. All right, let's think about those two things. All right, huge disparity here. But when he sees this guy who, owe, who owes him this little bit of money, it says that he grabbed him and he began to choke him. Pay back what you owe me, he demanded. And it says that his fellow servant fell to his knees and begged him, Listen to what he says. Listen to what his fellow servant says. Be patient with me and I will pay it back. The exact same thing that the servant said to the king, right? With the 10,000 bags of gold, he says, be patient and I will pay it all back. Now this other servant is saying the exact same thing to him and he doesn't care at all. All right, when people wrong us and they ask for our forgiveness, they are saying the same thing to us that we say to God when we go to him and ask forgiveness. And so many times, instead of showing mercy, you know what we do? We grab them and we begin to choke them. And it might not be physically, it might not be a literal grab and choke. I certainly hope not for crying out loud, but with our unforgiveness we do and how we talk about them behind their backs, how we don't make eye contact with them when we see them, how we treat them, all the time, that is, our, that is our, um, our way of grabbing them and choking them, all right? It's that metaphor 
when, even though they are asking us the very same thing that we ask God our Father when we go to him and ask for forgiveness. They're saying the same exact thing. Saying same exact thing. And here it is. What happens in verse 30? He refused. Now, this is probably the saddest part of this whole story because what he is given is the opportunity to forgive someone just like he was give, uh, forgiven himself. And what an amazing opportunity this is. I mean, to be able to show mercy to someone is an awesome thing. And we need to stop looking at it begrudgingly. We need to stop looking at it like it's this thing that we have to do, you know, that God's called us to do. It is an amazing opportunity, you know, to treat someone like God treats us, to be able to say, listen, it's okay, I cancel this debt. I cancel the debt. We allow someone, God has, has put it before us to give us the power to have someone else feel the way that we do when we go before God and we ask for forgiveness, when we ask for mercy and we feel that debt canceled from God. He gives us the ability to do that for other people. And a lot of times we don't. We're like this servant who refuses and instead is so caught up in our own selves that we forget that they're asking the very same thing that we ask God when we go before him. We have an opportunity all the time to show mercy on people. And you know what that does? Not only does that bless them, but it blesses us. And that blesses our heavenly father to the point where he shows us mercy as well. This is what Jesus is talking about. And when we show people mercy, we then lead them. We then lead them to Jesus. And it's awesome, okay? It's awesome. Is there an opportunity in your life right now where you can show someone mercy, where you can make them feel the way that you feel when you go to God and ask for forgiveness? Or are you refusing that? Listen, the life is short. Let's not waste it on holding grudges, amen? Let's not waste it on holding grudges. And then it goes on to say, so the king hears this, and he says in verse 33, shouldn't you have had mercy on your fellow servant just as I had on you? And here's what we need to understand about this. Listen, listen to the, the words that this king is saying, right? And this is a huge point. He says, on your fellow servant, okay? And here, here's the point that I wanna make with this. There's the king and then there's everybody else, all right? That's it. That's the hierarchy when it comes to God and us. There's God and then there's us. We are all in the same boat, all right? There is, there is no hierarchy of better Christian or better person. We're all sinners. We're all messed up in our own way. And he, the king says, you're a servant and this guy that owed you is your fellow servant. You're on the same level. But what we love to do, and this is a huge mistake that we make, is when someone wrongs us, now we have elevated ourselves over them because they messed up. What, the, what Jesus is saying in this story, don't, don't lose this, is that no, 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 no. Your fellow servant has wronged you. You're right there with him. It's this fellow servant and you right here. And then there's the king, all right? That's it. There, there's the difference. There's the hierarchy. King, there's God, and then there is us. We are all fellow servants in all this. And who are we to think that we are elevated over anyone else? We're not, we're not. And so what we need to do in those moments is to show our fellow servants, the people that are right there in it with us, we need to show them mercy. Oh, okay. I wanna shift gears to Matthew chapter nine. Jesus says this. 
starting in verse 13. He says, but go and learn what this means. I desire mercy, not sacrifice, for I have not come to call the righteous, but sinners. And in this verse, Jesus is talking to the Pharisees and he's, he's quoting Hosea 6, 6. Okay, which is a story where the, the people have, for, have forgotten mercy. All right, and they're great at offering sacrifices to God, but they're not showing any mercy. They've forgotten what mercy is. And the reason being that Hosea says is because you've forgotten God. You, you, you don't understand God anymore. You don't, you don't know who he is. And so Jesus to the Pharisees is quoting Hosea here. And he's saying, look, I desire mercy, not sacrifice. I desire you to show mercy, not to give me all these works, right? Not to, not to try and act this way or that way. I want you to show mercy because when you understand God, you understand mercy. And it's so interesting that he's telling the Pharisees this the heads of the church. They've forgotten who God is. In other words, they can, they can know the scripture. They can be in the synagogues. They can do all this stuff and still not understand mercy. And so I wanna ask all of us this morning, are we like the Pharisees? Do we come to church? Do we listen to all the music and do all the, all the stuff? But we've really forgotten the nature of God and that is mercy. That is mercy. He shows us mercy all of the time. All the time he shows mercy. Are we doing the same? Are we just offering our works? Are we just offering these sacrifices? And God's saying, look, you've forgotten my nature. You've forgotten my nature. Are you, are you a servant who grabs and chokes out someone that you need to show mercy to? Or are you understanding that there's nothing that you can do to pay back the 10,000 bags of gold? And so shouldn't we offer the same thing to our fellow servants? Can we offer mercy? Because once we do, once we start showing mercy, Jesus promises that we will be blessed because then we will be shown mercy. And that's, isn't that what we need? Church, isn't that what we need to be shown mercy? We mess up all the time. We mess up. You probably messed up this morning before the service even got started. I know I did. It's not even Sunday yet. And I'm telling you right now, I will have messed up before we air this service on Sunday. We need to be shown mercy. And that starts by showing other people mercy. God gives us that opportunity to to make other people feel like we feel. Let's not refuse it. Let's not think ourselves higher than other people. Let's not put ourselves on a pedestal over other people, but understand we are all fellow servants in all this. There is one king and then there's the rest of us. So let's show mercy to people. Let's bless them with that. And then we can trust fully and wholly that God will bless us. And I wanna say this morning again, if you have not gotten to that place where you have allowed Jesus to come into your heart, and cover you and take away that debt, to take away those 10,000 pounds of gold. You might be sitting here listening going, I've got all this stuff in my life. I've got this own debt and I have never given it to God. I've tried to figure it out on my own. I've said, God, I need more time. Just give me more time and I'll get my life figured out and then I'll turn my life over to you. No, 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 no. Let me tell you right now, it doesn't work that way. All the time in the world, all the money in the world, all the good deeds that you could possibly do in your life will never pay off the amount that is before God. But you know what's amazing in that is that God said, here, I've, I've sent my son to die on the cross to take that debt away, that, that 10,000 bags of gold, that, that debt that you've accrued. Don't worry, I got it. And I'm gonna cancel that debt. I'm gonna cancel that debt because I love you, because I love you. And I'm gonna show you mercy. If that's you this morning, if you're in that place and maybe... You have received Jesus, but you're looking back and saying, you know what? 
have been trying to do this all on my own. I've been trying to cancel out this debt by being this type of person and acting this certain way and not doing this and not doing that. And it's, and it's exhausting you. You need to understand that it's not about more time. It's about God showing you mercy and just saying, God, here's my debt. Here it is. I give it to you. And he's gonna cancel it. And then all those broken relationships that you might have in your life, you're going to then be able to show those mercy as well because you've experienced it with God. So I wanna take a moment. And if that's you this morning, I just want you to pause this video right where you're at, right where you're at right now, pause the video and just say a prayer to Jesus. Ask him to come into your heart. Ask him to be Lord of your life. Ask, ask him to take that debt. And I, I promise you, he will cancel it. And you can start a relationship with Jesus today in this very moment. So if that's you, pause the video. And once we're done with that, we're gonna take communion um, together. And then we're gonna close this service this morning out with an awesome Mother's Day video, a tribute to all the moms out there as it is Mother's Day. But before we get to all that, why don't we pray? Father, thank you so much, Lord, that you cancel our debt, that mercy is about us and you first, and then it can be about us and other people. I pray, Lord, that we would remember this story that Jesus tells us in Matthew 18. God, that we would never be like that first servant that gets all of our debt canceled and then we, we throw other people in jail for what they've done to us. God, help us to be merciful. God, if not us, who? If not your people, who can show mercy? God, we should be, we should be the example in this. So help us, Lord. Give us the strength, Father, to first come to you and ask you to forgive us and then to show mercy, Father, to those around us, God whether it's someone that's, that's hurt us deeply or, or it's something that just in the day-to-day, -day, help us to show mercy, Father, so that we will be blessed and be shown mercy ourselves, not just with you, but with other people, Father, that those around us will show us mercy, God. Thank you for that, Lord. We love you and we bless you in Jesus' name, amen.